Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit www.bethelchurchaustin.com. Thank you, Jesus. Man, anybody love the presence of God? Wow, the presence of God is in here tonight. Amen. Whew, thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Are you glad that it never gets old? <laughs> At least it's not supposed to get old, amen? <laughs> you know, that's, one of, that's my biggest prayer is, God, that the presence, that your goodness, that your faithfulness, that it would never get old to me. That, it would, that I, my heart would never become stale, that I would always be undone and overwhelmed at your nearness and your goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. So such a blanket of his love and his presence in the room tonight. And uh, thank you, Jesus. Actually, I feel like God's releasing healing in, in ears tonight. And uh, I, didn't, I wasn't thinking that when I came up here, but as I was just talking about just uh, being renewed, staying fresh in our awe of his goodness. How many people know the miraculous of God happens inside the awe of God? <laughs> That's a good word. I'm just going to preach myself happy tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> oh, I feel like God's touching ears. I feel like God is uh, uh, removing tinnitus and removing deafness in Jesus' name. <clears throat> Thank you, Father. People who, who don't have the ability to hear, even people that are, that are missing uh, significant parts, I feel like God's just doing creative miracles and restoring ears. I heard, I, I shared this uh, weeks and weeks ago, uh, so you may have heard it, but there was this time we were ministering in, uh, in Nebraska, in the city of Nebraska, and we'd been there many, many times. Probably, this is probably our sixth time uh, annual trip going there. And uh, a 12-year-old girl came up to me and my friend. We were on the prayer line. And uh, she came up and said, can you pray for me? Um, I'm deaf in my right ear. And we said, sure, we'd love to pray for you. And my friend, he started, to, he reached his hand up towards her ear. He didn't even get his hand to her ear. And she shouted, she went, ah, my ear just popped open. <laughs> this side of the room isn't sure. That's all right. <laughs> her ear, her deaf ear, 100%, 100% deaf. This, come on, this is like the Bible, right? 100%, he just he gets his hand three quarters of the way there, and her ear pops open. But that's not the craziest part. The craziest part is we come back the following year. Those are pretty bright. Um, we come back the following year, and she comes up to me, and she goes, do you remember me? And I said, of course I remember you. I said, how's your ear doing? And she says, she says oh, I've been to, um, I think she said seven specialists since you were here last time. And I said, wow, seven specialists? I said, can you still hear out of your ear? She says, yeah, I can hear perfectly. I said, well, 
Well, why have you had to go to seven specialists? If you could hear perfectly out of your ear, she says, because what I didn't have a chance to tell you last time is that the reason I couldn't hear is because I have no eardrum. <laughs> now, this is, this is the kicker. And she said, they keep sending me a new specialist because they can't figure out why, how I still have no eardrum, but I can hear perfectly. <laughs> Come on, Jesus. Come on, somebody just say, God can do all things. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. How many, I know my brother asked earlier, but how many uh, first-time visitors do we have? Again, just, wow, come on. Bless you guys. This group, there's a whole bunch of you together. Hands are up. Can you guys stand up real quick? Earlier, when you guys raised your hand, I just saw the fire of God all over you guys. And I, and I, I don't know you. I don't know where, you, where you're from. But I, I literally saw hope exploding out of you. And, uh, and I just feel like you represent, you carry for your generation what it's meant to look like to carry the joy of God. And because you carry it in such a genuine way, people are going to find hope. Literally, you have an anointing on you to see depression broken off, to see fear broken off. <laughs> I actually hear like the name Hope. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. I feel like God's giving you the name. Does one of you have like hope in your name or something? Not yet? Not yet. I feel like, I feel like God is literally branding you with the name Hope. And I also, I also see writing. I feel like a couple of you are called to actually writing and that your writing is going to carry breakthrough. That literally, that as you write, well, and I'm the, the, in the, the glasses on the red shirt specifically, you guys are being highlighted right now. As you write, that there's an anointing that literally breakthrough is going to be on what you write. And, and suicide is going to break off of people as they read what you write. Just put your hands out. And just extend your hands towards them. And God, we just say more fire, uh, more increase, more joy, more breakthrough, greater baptism in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> and, I, and I feel like God's saying, don't forget to have fun. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Any other first-time visitors who want a prophetic word? All right, turn to your neighbor and tell him what do you got. All right. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. We're going to have a, a ministry team up here at the end, and, and they are equipped and fired up to pray for you, get their hands on you, all that good stuff. So they'll be up here. I want to I talk about um, Jesus tonight. I don't, know, I don't know if that's surprising to anybody. But I want to talk about Jesus. I want to talk about God's perfect plan. But I, I specifically, I want to talk about how God's perfect plan, God's perfect plan includes your imperfection. Thank you, Jesus. Aren't you glad that he uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise? <laughs> that makes me so happy. That sets me free. Come on. I mean, 
That is how I got my job right there. Thank you, G. It'll sink in in a minute. <clears throat> that, that God's perfect plan, that by design, God's plan actually includes our imperfection. That God is not afraid of our imperfection, and God is not afraid of the process. It doesn't mean that God's calling us to stay in, in our lack, to stay in our imperfection. He's always calling us higher, amen? amen? He's taking us from glory to glory. He's always growing us, but he's not afraid to come down and grab our hand in our imperfection, and to start to walk with us and to use us from right there. Come on, thank you, Jesus. I love, I love how God is not in as big of a hurry as we are. And that, that the Bible never calls us experts, but it does call us children. There, which means by nature that we are on a growth journey. That by design, we're not yet perfect, but, and God's calling us higher. That how many people know that when you have children, you don't expect them to be perfect straight away? I think I'm funny. Just, just work with me. Humor me, something. <laughs> Listen, we don't expect them to be perfect straight away, right? We're, we are into the journey. We're into the process. And we, are, we, are, we celebrate every time they make progress, every time they take a step forward. Do you know that God is celebrating over your progress even before you've arrived? Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. You know, I, just in worship, Dovetail in worship, just the love of God was coming at the end. Uh, it's just so strong, this blanket of love. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit saying, there's people in the room that feel like that their love is going up to God, that they're, they're trying to give God their love, but they're looking for God's love. But the Bible tells us that we can only love him because he first loved us. And the reality is that our love can only go up because this is already coming down. If you're in a place where you're trying to give your love to God, his love is already there. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> God loves to use imperfect people. Are you laughing at me or with me? I'm not. <laughs> That God loves to use imperfect people. Just read the Bible. It's full of them from start to finish. It's full of imperfect people. It's part of the aroma of salvation. It's part of the beautiful mystery of the gospel. It's, it's what makes the rest of the world realize there's hope for me. Listen, if we were all perfect in here, zero flaws, right? If we were all perfect, then there'd be no hope for them. They'd be like, oh, I can't get into that club. I'm not even going to try. 
But there's something about the fact that even where people are imperfect, God still shows up that brings hope to the world. And not only does he show up, but he shows up and he shows off. And again, this message isn't about about keeping us down. It's about continually growing us. But it's about him smiling over us the entire way. Glory releases more glory. And faith, more faith. Breakthrough, more breakthrough. I was just, I was reminded of this silly, not silly, it's wonderful, but it's entertaining, I guess, testimony. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I shared about uh, the maximum security prison, God breaking through this maximum security prison called the dungeon and all these men getting born again and it's incredible. But that trip was, uh, it was a medical missions trip to Nicaragua. And, uh, and the general, the general tri- trip was, it was this medical team, they'd gone every year, and they, and they served in really amazing practical ways. Uh, but they didn't have a lot of the supernatural or that type of stuff happening. So one of the team members got the idea like, hey, we should invite somebody from Bethel to come on our trip. And so I don't, know, I don't even remember how they got connected with me, but they're like, hey, we do these medical trips every year. Would you like to come and, you know, do this trip with us? And I'm like, awesome, Nicaragua. Like they go to like the jungles, right? They, they're like pretty, pretty intense places. I'm like, awesome, right where Jesus likes to show up, Amen. And uh, so I'm like, yeah. So I get on this trip with them, and I, and I go. The funny thing is they invited me to come. They just had no idea what to do with me. <laughs> like none, right? They've been doing this for like 15 years, right? They got their system and their pattern, and they're all medically trained. They're all doctors and nurses, right? And the whole, the whole thing. And then there's the foolish guy over here, right? <laughs> and like literally, like they would do their clinics and and they would set up these set up these free clinics, and people would walk for three days out of the jungle to get to get medical care. It was amazing, but they had their whole they, they had their triage. They had all, this whole thing set up, right? And they would have this whole system. They get triage, and then they they would get treatment, and then they had like stations where they would get supplies, and they would get toothbrushes, and they get all this stuff. And they had their system down and a waiting area and the whole thing, and they do all this stuff, and then they, all this station, and then this station, and then they, then they had me like over here. <laughs> They're like. Uh, you can, like, see that guy last if you want to. <laughs> Type thing. <laughs> Which was fine. But breakthrough releases more breakthrough. So, listen, we, our job is just to be faithful with what we're given. To be faithful with a little. So, I'm over here. You can't even hardly see me. I'm back here, right? And there's a couple people come over. But next thing you know, somebody's knee is healed. And then somebody's back is healed, and the migraine's gone, and this, this, like, and stuff starts happening, and they start to take notice. And they're like, wow, that's, like, stuff's really happening. I remember a guy who was bent over, who hadn't been able to stand up straight in, like, years, right? God touches his back, and he goes through the whole thing and the treatment, and they're like, oh, you know, some, here's some, like, IV pro, like, what can we do, right? He gets over here, he gets healed, he comes walking back through, like, they're like, whoa, what happened? Come on, Jesus. 
So listen. So listen. Listen. So the next day, it was like they got their triage, and they got their treatment, and they got this thing, and then they got me, and then they got the toothbrushes. Promotion, come on. <laughs> and so, so now you can see me, right? More people are coming and more stuff's happening. And people with teeth pain are getting healed and like deaf ears start opening. Like stuff is happening. And they're like, wow, this is amazing. The next day they got the triage and then, and then it's me and then it's everything else, right? Listen, every day they just kept pushing me closer to the front of the line. Listen. By the, the last half of the trip, this is how, this is how they would set up their clinics. They would, we would show up at a village. The people knew they were coming, so they'd walk. So this whole crowd would gather, and they, they didn't even have their stuff set up. They'd just be like, do that thing you do. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> How many people know that that thing that you do is really the thing that he does? Because he's good. Thank you, Jesus. That, that God's perfect plan, how many people know that we serve a perfect God? That, that he is so good and so wonderful and so just and so kind. And I, I, I hit on this two weeks ago, but... A trap that I think we fall into is that, is that we come to this point believing that we have a perfect God. And we think to ourselves, man, if I, if I access this perfect God, as soon as I touch this God, as soon as I access this perfect God, then my circumstances are going to be perfect too. <laughs> oh, you heard this one before. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> and we, like, it's even subconscious. We're like, if I was connected with God, then this, then my circumstance would be perfect. Because perfect God. Perfect. <clears throat> and what happens is that we start connecting with God and all of our circumstances aren't perfect. But here's the lie. We start, we start telling ourselves, if our circumstances aren't perfect, then I must not be connected. And the sad thing is, is that we actually start to, we start to measure our relationship with God by our outward circumstances. And what, like, the, the internal thoughts, they go, man, if I, if I had a better relationship with God, then this wouldn't be happening. If I, if I was more connected to God, then, then this person wouldn't still be sick or, or we wouldn't still be having this fight or this, this, this stuff wouldn't be happening, so I must not be connected. How many people know that's a lie? <laughs> How many people know that when you said yes to Jesus, he came into your heart? This is deep right here, but... That's pretty connected. <laughs> you're looking at me like you're not sure. <laughs> How many people had Jesus come into your heart? 
That's pretty connected. The reality is that we need to actually learn. That's what we're going to be talking about. We actually need to learn to measure our circumstance by our connection to God, by our relationship with Him. It starts to change everything. When we can remind our circumstance, uh uh-uh. You may look... You may look problematic now. You may look dire now. But guess what? I have a secret for you. I have a friendship with God. So you're getting ready to bow your knee. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. But you're getting ready to bow your knee because I'm connected to heaven. I've got Jesus in me and something is about to change. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Thank you, Father. connected to a perfect God. So how do we move from this perfect God that he's in me? I believe that's true. How do I connect from that perfect God to my circumstances start to line up with that reality? How many people want to see heaven invade earth? Thank you, Jesus. We all know that in Matthew 6, in the, in the Lord's Prayer, where Jesus actually stops and, and teaches his disciples to pray, that he, that he has them pray that your will be done, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How many of you want to see that happen? And you've heard me talk about this before, but your will be done, that, that word done there in the Greek, it's not, our, it's not our English understanding of like we do something until it's complete as I worked on it and I finished my task or my assignment. It literally means that your will is birthed into being. Ha ha. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So listen, when we're, when we're praying, God, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. It actually means your will be birthed. Your will, your will come into being on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. We want to see, we want to see heaven touch earth. I actually read out of this different, different circumstance last week when I closed worship, but it's uh, worth revisiting. Ephesians chapter 2, we talked about the but God moments last week. I just, Ephesians 2, I'll start in verse 3. There's, it's, it's all good, but jumping in verse 3. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desire of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. And then verse 4 says, but God, come on. Can I get a come on Jesus right there? 
But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And here it is. And raised us up together and made us sit together where in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Woo! Aren't you thankful for Jesus? That even in our messed up, broken, wretched state, everything, everything doing wrong, God said, I'm going to show up anyway. And he came with his but God moment and showed up and extended his grace. And it says that he raised us up and seated us together with Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. Do you know that in the English and in the Greek that that's not a future tense? It's not a he's going to raise us up. And it's not a he's going to seat us with Christ. Like, you know, when we pass on in the great by and by. No, it's a current tense. It's saying right now. Right now, when you said yes to Jesus, he raised you up. And he seated you in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now, you might think to yourself, well, sure does feel like I'm sitting on this cushy chair. How many people think that the Bible is actually true? So if the Bible is true, which we know that it is, how, how is that true and what you're feeling true? The Bible is actually saying you have dual citizenship. Listen, when you got born again, you became a new creation. Do you know that that word new there means something that never existed before? It's not, listen, it's not a polished off version of your old self. It's not like he, he polished you up, rounded out the edges, gave you a shine, and there you are. No, something that never existed before. And this new thing has dual citizenship. You're both here and there at the same time. Now come back with me to Matthew 6 where he says, pray. Hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Your will be birthed on the earth as it is in heaven. If you and I are seated both here and there at the same time, where's the first place that heaven is going to be birthed through? Somebody's paying attention. Come on. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. The question is, do we believe that heaven really wants to move through us? She's getting it. She's getting it directly from him. He's probably saying it better than I am. The question is, do we believe that that heaven really wants to move through us? Because listen, we have have all kinds of self-talk. We have all kinds of self-doubt. Yeah, we believe that heaven wants to move through us someday. When I get it all figured out. That yeah, I know I know heaven wants to move through me. I just I just need some time. Jesus, just just give me another 6 months. I just need some time to get it together. 
I need, I need to figure out some things. I need to, well, I still haven't memorized that one scripture like, uh. <laughs> look, if, if the Bible called us experts, if the Bible said, when you say yes, when you come to me, make sure you have a master's degree. But aren't you glad it doesn't say that? It says, let all the children come to me. And we, we, we have these thoughts that say, oh, I know, I know that's God's plan. I just, I'm not worthy. Guess what? You're right. Listen, in our own ability, our own capacity, our own merit, we're not worthy on our own, but we're not on our own. We're now seated in someone. <laughs> We're now seated in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. Listen, we now belong to him. Uh, old things have passed away. Behold, all things are made new. You are a new creation. Yeah, the old you, not worthy. The new you, worthy. Why? Listen, still not because of you. <laughs> Listen, worthy because he is worthy. Listen, worthy because he chose you. Because he wants you. Because you're his possession. Do you know that sometimes the value of a possession is based on who possesses it? How many people know that you and the president can own the same thing? And the president's has more value than yours? You don't get it. I'm just saying, listen, I, I mean, how many people here own a dog, right? No, nobody. Nobody in the room owns a... Listen, I'm just going to pretend like I'm doing a good job preaching, all right? And you, you pretend with me, and we're just, we'll have a party. No, listen, how many people own a dog or have ever owned a dog, right? Listen, I don't even know if our current president owns a dog, but lots of them have, Right? The same, look, could be the same golden retriever that you have. Could be the, but listen, if your dog goes missing, the Secret Service don't go into action. <laughs> listen, the president's dog gets out, right? Secret Service men go into action, like D.C., Metro Police, right? They're, they're looking for the dog. It's on the news. Have you seen the president's dog? There's a $10,000 reward. Listen, why? Because of who owns it. <laughs> who owns you? Look, whose plan is it? Thank you, thank you, Mark. I'll try over here. Listen, whose plan is it? Right, right. Is it your plan? No. Is it his plan? Yes. Listen, his plan, his worth. If he says part of his plan is that he wants to move through you, even while you're on your journey towards being perfected, then the only thing we should say is yes and amen. <laughs> there was a young lady in the Bible named Mary. She was visited by the, by the angel of God 
And he says, the Holy Spirit is going to overshadow you. You're going to be impregnated. You're going to give birth to the Savior of the world. Whoa. <laughs> listen, listen. She has a moment of trepidation like, oh, my goodness, I don't know what to do. But do you know what comes up out of her? Might have even been, might have even been why God chose her. What came up out of her, Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Listen, I don't get it. I don't understand. This is, this is too big for me to comprehend. I'm only 16. I don't have it figured out. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not qualified. I'm not worthy. But listen, you're standing here telling me that this is your plan. So all I can say is, yes, Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Thank you, Jesus. Well, anybody want to say yes to God? Even while you're still on your journey. Thank you, Jesus. That to see, to see heaven to see his goodness, to see his perfection touch earth, we need to, we need to realize that there is, there, is, there is a stage, there is something between God and between the situation. Guess what it is? It's us. You know that God has called you and I to be a conduit of his goodness. To be a pipeline of his presence. To be a conveyor of his revelation. Listen, he's the perfect God. You know, when God uses imperfect people, it actually releases hope to the world. You know, one of my favorite things to do is, is to grab somebody who's been you know, born again all of like 30 seconds and have them release the kingdom. Why? Because it just messes up religious mindsets. <laughs> Somebody who just came forward, you know, whatever the picture looks like, and they're on their knees, they're like, yes, God, I give you my heart. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Awesome, perfect. You're now qualified. Come up here and let's lead this healing service together. Here, lay hands on this person. Lay hands on that person. Thank you, Jesus. And heaven moves through them. Why? Because he loves to use the foolish things to confound the wise. The whole, the whole point that he's trying to need in there is this. Oh, wait a minute. It's really not about me. When, when that person who's been born again for 30 seconds, they lay hands on somebody and their deaf ears open, and you're like, wait a minute. They didn't go to the school of ministry. I've been, I've been studying Ezekiel for four weeks now, trying to get more revelation, trying to get more breakthrough. 
Listen, I took all, I took the Wednesday night class and the Thursday night class. What, what is happening here? And God is trying to whisper to you, guess what? It's not about you. Sometimes it's not about doing more, it's about letting go more. Thank you, Jesus. We need to realize that, that we are actually called to be a conduit. Let it be on earth as it is in heaven. Where's the first place that he wants to touch earth through? It's you and I who are seated in heavenly places. I got, thank you, Jesus. I got a bag of tricks. I got you wondering now. You know what this is? It's an extension cord. Unless you're from Australia, and then it's called a lead. I actually like lead. It works, it works pretty well. Listen, this is an extension cord. What's it do? It plugs one thing into another thing. What does it do? It extends power from here to here. Listen, we're like, God, you're perfect. Why isn't my circumstance perfect? God, you're perfect. Why isn't my circumstance perfect? Guess what's in the middle? You are. We are. That we are actually called to be a lead. We're actually called to be a, a conduit, a connection point. Here's the, we're not called to be the source. We're not called to be the generator. We're not called to be the old crank engine. Like, oh, this, wait, how big is your problem? Okay, hold on. I'll be there in a few minutes. Hold on. Just give me, can I get some water? Listen, that's how we do Christianity, though, right? Like, oh, hold on. I'll be there in a minute. No, listen, we're called to be plugged in here. Now, listen. This thing has two ends on it. This one goes into the power. Do you know what happens when I plug this into the power? It's a trick question. <laughs> Listen, when, I, when it gets plugged into the power, not much. Not much, apparently, until this end is plugged into something else. Listen. We, when you said yes to Jesus, he came into your heart. You were plugged into the power source. But if I lay this, if I lay this extension cord out and it's plugged in in this end and it, nothing is plugged in on that end, it's just laying there. And people, listen, people are like, I must not be plugged in. No, you're plugged in. You're plugged into God. You just haven't addressed the problem like you're carrying power. Listen, I'm plugged in over here, but if I don't plug in over here, look, if, I don't, if I don't open my door every day and step out going, I'm plugged into heaven. Listen, problems, you better watch out because here I come. Listen, I'm connected to the swords. If we don't do that, we just lay there. <laughs> And the problems just go out, and we're like, and, but here's the lie. We go, I must not be plugged in. No, you're plugged in. You're plugged in here. The question is, are you plugged in over here? 
And, and listen, once you plug in over here, the light comes on. You're like, whoa, there's power there the whole time. Last thing I got to say, this is also a lead. It plugs into the same power source. You know what this, you know what this does? This recharges the 12-volt battery of my kid's ride-on toy. The little car they ride on, it, it recharges the battery, and they go, Bzzz. it goes like four miles per hour. <laughs> Do you know, like this and this plug into the same power source. Somebody say full power. What's the difference? This lead is bigger than this one. This one actually reduces the power. That didn't go over well. All right. <laughs> I'm having fun. All right, so <laughs> that, that one actually reduces the power, and it charges a little 12-volt battery. And my kids are going four miles per hour. Have you ever felt like you're going four miles per hour in the kingdom? <laughs> this one plugs into the same power source, but guess what? It's bigger. This side of the room is not sure what to do with me. Listen, not a trick question. It's bigger. It's wider. It carries more current. And listen, what can I plug in over here? Anything I want. <laughs> Listen, I can plug in a drill, I can plug in a saw, I can plug in a chainsaw. Now, literally, I literally have a chainsaw in the back room. I was going to bring it out. And then I thought better of it. I'm not going to wheel the chain. Anyway, listen. <laughs> it's back there. <laughs> listen, I can, I can plug a chainsaw into this thing. Do you know what I can do with this? If I plug it in the right stuff, I can build a house. Listen, I can cut down timber, I can plane it, listen, I can nail it, I can, I can build a whole house. Because the power, but you know, this one plugs into the same power. I just want to end with this, that a lot of times we talk about growing in God. We talk about growing in God, but a lot of times when we're talking about growing in God, we're talking about, I, take, I took another class, which classes are, 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 are information is, is wonderful, it's needed, and, you know, we're talking about learning more information, and, and really, we're like, because, because the cord is just laying here, and it's not plugged into anything on this end, we spend all our time going, I must not be plugged in. And we spend years and decades going, oh, if I could maybe, if I turn it this way and I do it this way and I take another class, how to, listen. <laughs> what if we started to understand that we're already plugged in? Anybody here been saved less than 30 seconds? <laughs> Even if you have, it won't be valid in a moment. 
<laughs> Listen, sometimes growing, sometimes growing in God isn't just learning more, although that's important. Sometimes growing in God is actually trusting more so that our capacity actually ex- expands. Listen, faith releases more faith. And breakthrough releases more breakthrough. Sometimes all we need to do is plug in here. We're, we're already plugged in. And then we need to face a problem, a situation like we're actually carrying power. And when you know what happens, when you plug in over here, it might feel like you got 12 volts. But how many people know that that's not the whole truth? But when you actually use what you've been given, when you're actually over here, when you're actually after the toothbrushes, <laughs> listen, that's not a lot of value for the power and the presence and the goodness of God. Here, get a toothbrush, and if you want to see that guy. <laughs> listen, but when you're faithful with the little, listen, if you feel like you got 12 volts, plug them in. Find a situation, find a problem, find something, and plug them in. Those 12 volts start flowing. Guess what happens? You actually go from 12 to 24. But listen, when you plug in and you're like, mm, four miles per hour, uh, and you look at somebody over here, and they're like, got the chainsaw, and they're like, and you're like, we go, I'm not a good Christian. And we go, I must not be connected to the source. So we go back and take another class. No, plug in and don't stop. Because the current that's flowing is actually going to grow you. John 7, 38, 37 and 38, Jesus stands up on that last great day of the feast and he cries out, anyone who's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. What does that mean? Receive. Receive. Be plugged in. Become a receptacle. Become a receptacle so that you can become a conduit. Let him come to me and drink. And anyone who believes in me, as the scriptures have said, will have rivers of living water. Like, they will have. Do you know that there's even a process? That the trickle, water does an amazing thing. Water always wins. That stone and rock, it... It can't withstand water. It just takes time. And the trickle becomes a stream, and the stream becomes a river, and the river becomes a raging river. And next thing you know, everywhere you go, people are like, what's happening? God just invaded. All you do is walk in the room. Look, plug plug it in. If it feels like it's 12 volts, Don't do this. Don't go, I must be doing something wrong. Don't do this. Don't go, I'm not as good as they are. Don't do this. Don't go, I'm not plugged in. Go, ha ha, it's actually working. (laughs) 
something is happening. And your friend's going to be like, you're going four miles an hour. You'd be like, yeah, but check back next week. <laughs> when the, the, the only key is to let it flow. Look, don't hide, don't hide from the world. Don't hide from the situations. Plug in. And then don't stop. And God's going to take it from 12 volts to 24 to 48. He's going to keep going until next thing you know, you're wielding the chainsaw and you're building houses. And people are coming and finding shelter under your breakthrough. I feel like God wants to grow some people. Philippians 4, 13, Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's in the context of being in prison. He says, I, I know how to abound and I know how to abase. I know how to, I know how to get along when I have abundance and I know how to get along when I have lack. I've, I've found the source and the source is realizing that whether I'm rich or poor, whether I'm in prison or the palace, I'm still connected to the source. The source is the same. He said, I figured it out. I'm connected to the source. That's how I've learned how to abound or be abased. And then he says, I can do what things? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, in the Greek, it's, it's, the word is in dunamo. In, you could figure it out. It's in, and dunamo, it's the same word, root word, we get our English word dynamite. We get our English word dynamic. It's the dynamic power of God. Paul is saying, I can do all things through Christ who stepped inside of me became the current that is rushing through me, and all I am is the conduit. I can do all things through Christ who stepped inside with his dynamic power. Aren't you glad that Paul isn't saying, I can do all things through Christ who cheerleads for me. I can do all things through Christ who pats me on the back when I'm weary. I think the picture that we've carried for too long is that, is that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's like he's encouraging me. He's cheering me on. I'm trying to run this race, and I'm tired, and he's, he's at the mile marker with a cup of water. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> Keep going. I'll see you at the next checkpoint. It's like, okay, okay, I'll make it, I'll make it. I can do all things when the current of heaven is moving through me. Jeff, are you coming? Somebody coming? If you need some extra cables, I got them for you. I recommend using the, the big one. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Do you know... 
I'm going to end with this story. I once heard, I once heard this, this lady, you may have heard of her, named Heidi Baker. I once heard this, heard Heidi say, she asked God to come and put her on like a glove. And she referenced Judges 6 and Gideon, Judges 6, and she said, I prayed and asked God to come and put me on like a glove. And my first thought was, is that even legal? Can you do that? Where is that in the Bible? Judges 6, Gideon. So I, I look it up, and sure enough, Judges chapter 6 is the story of Gideon. We all know the story. Gideon's hiding from the Midianites. An angel of the Lord comes and calls Gideon, the mighty man of God, and tells me you're going to deliver your people from the Midianites. And he has a big army, and God shrinks it down to 300, and Gideon Go, is about to go and defeat the army. But before they go, it says that the Spirit of God came upon Gideon. That's what it says in our English Bibles. In the Hebrew, what it actually says is that God put Gideon on like a glove. <laughs> Whoa. And so I started praying. I said, God, oh, it's legal. So I started praying. I said, God, come and put me on like a glove. God, come and put me on like a glove. Now listen, the love of God is in the room right now. And I know I was being silly talking about chainsaws and building houses the love of God, the, the dynamic power of God, it's not, just, it's not just power for moving boulders, healing broken bodies. It's the power of God that restores hearts. It's the power of God that restores marriages. It's the power of God that restores broken mindsets. Come on. This is the power of God, which is the love of God. That does what? According to Paul, all things. The love of God. I got wonderful news for you. Not everybody in the room is created to be like me. Some people are like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <clears throat> the reality, by God's design that we are, are all created wonderfully and uniquely on purpose. We are all gifted uniquely on purpose. Part of the plan is that, that we're gifted uniquely so that we need each other. So that it's only together that we become the full representation of Christ to the world. Some people in this room are called, when you say yes, when you realize I'm already plugged in, when you let the current start to flow, some people in this room are going to end up on trips to places like Nicaragua, seeing God show up in maximum security prisons. Some people are. Some people you're going to start orphanages. Some people, foster homes, some people, are you're going to get revelation from heaven that sees marriages restored. 
Come on. Some people are going to paint pictures. <laughs> the, the, the glory of God rests on. I remember we have art up here. I remember the first, one of the first significant miracles that we saw through a painting. Back in the healing rooms, this lady painted a picture, and it was like mountains and, and uh, river, and it was beautiful. And then across it, it said hope in real big gold letters. And that, that painting carried so much tangible anointing of heaven that as she was finishing that painting, a man who was, who was in the healing rooms for a brain tumor, he's just waiting for his turn for prayer, and he's looking at the painting while she's finishing the painting, looking at hope, and liquid starts to run out of his ear, and his brain tumor completely dissolves. Listen, doctor verified scans before and after, completely healed looking at a painting. But he wasn't just looking at a painting. He was looking at this end, what came out this end of somebody that knew they were connected on this end. You don't want to see me paint. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> Listen, it's not, it's not that you have to look like me. It's what are you going to look like when you fully open up and let the love of the Father flow through you. I feel like God wants to grow some people. I feel like God wants to grow some people in trust tonight in the flow of his goodness tonight, in breakthrough tonight. Listen, not because you're worthy. You got that one right. It's because he's worthy. It's because his perfect plan actually involves our imperfection. It's him taking us when we're still got a limp, when we're still half broken, when we still don't have it all figured out, and taking us by the hand and moving wonderfully through us anyway as we're on the journey. Even though I don't have it all figured out, I'm limping, I'm walking crooked, but yet people still get healed, people still get restored, people's minds, mental issues disappear. That's when the world goes, wow, if he can do it through you, then there must be hope for me. If God can do it through you, if he's not afraid of your junk, then he's not afraid of my junk. I thought it was a good word. I'm not saying don't take the next class. Sure, take it. But not... To learn how to get plugged in better, you're already plugged in. But let it expand you this way. If you want to trust God more, if you want to let him grow you, not just here, there's a place for that. And I value that. But tonight I'm talking about here. That more of his plan can flow through you. I want to invite you to stand up to your feet tonight. And Jeff's just going to play. And
feel like God wants to expand our capacity to trust him. Whoa. I can feel <laughs> I can feel the currents flowing. <laughs> I can feel the currents flowing through me. I just need to I just need to plug it in somewhere. This is, I'm going to pray for you an upgrade tonight. And I feel like that this message is significant enough for some people in the room that you're like, yes, I want that for me. And in a moment, I'm going to invite you to come forward, and I'm going to pray. I'm going to have some of the team up here, and we're going to pray, and we're going to pray that God would expand. Sometimes God does a supernatural work, amen? That God would expand you from 12 volts to 110, just like that. And some of you, you just need to be right where you are in your seat, and as Jeff plays, you just tell God, I want you to expand me, God, that I can be a greater conduit for your presence and your glory. Listen, I literally, I feel like i got to get my hands on some people. Whoa! Because I'm a conduit that's about to explode if I don't let this get out somewhere. Whoa! And if that's you, you can come forward. But listen, when I lay hands on you, I'm not giving you just what I have. It's the grace of heaven. So listen, you might end up in Nicaragua or you might end up painting pictures that heal people. Listen, whoa, thank you, Jesus. You might end up doing preaching crusades or you might end up... Birthing a foster care system in your area. Wow. You might preach the gospel or you might write stories that people have encounters with the love of the Father reading them. Wow. I expected six to come. More, more than that came. I just, I'm just, team, I'm going to need you. If you guys can just make your way up to the front. <clears throat> Listen, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna close. I encourage you, just take a moment, even if you're out there, and just let God, just let God come and touch you and expand you. If you're up here, I'm going to release the team in a second just to pray. But listen, none of, this, none of this message makes any sense if you aren't plugged in on this end. We said that everybody is plugged in as soon as you said yes to Jesus. And he came into your heart. But that step is required. And there's anybody in the room tonight that you came not knowing that you're plugged in, not knowing the full scope of his love and his grace and his forgiveness for you. We have some people that are ready to pray, pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. You just got to be plugged in. Sandra has some team. Is there anyone here tonight you're like, I, 
I want to know that I'm plugged in here. That I need to first say yes to Jesus. I need to first receive what he's done for me, the price that he's paid for me, the blood that he shed for me, the goodness that he's poured out for me. Is there anybody that you haven't yet done that, but you want to do that before you leave here tonight? Can you just put your hand up? Just go ahead and be bold and just say, I just want Jesus before I leave here tonight. Yes, I see that hand. Anybody else? You're just like, I just want to, I just want to make sure... Over here, thank you, Jesus. Come on, anybody else? You're just like, I want to make sure that I'm connected to Jesus before I leave here tonight. Thank you, I see that hand. Come on, anybody else? Just take a moment. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, thank you, sir. Come on, let's give these people praise right here. Ministry. Ministry team, we're just going to release the current of the goodness of heaven. Wow. Put your hands out. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Those people that just raised your hand, there's a team over here, Sandra, waving. In just a moment, you're going to be able to make your way over there, and they're going to pray with you and make sure you're connected. So, Father, I thank you for the anointing of heaven right now. Father, I thank you that this message, God, it's your perfect plan. Not mine, not ours. So, Father, we just say come with increase right now in Jesus' name. Team, just go and make your way through the crowd. And just release the increase of heaven over people right now. The conduit of heaven in Jesus' name. The charge of heaven. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Fire of your goodness, s'more. Father, increase the dreams, increase the anointing, increase the breakthrough, Father. Increase the current, Father of heaven, in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit www.bethelchurchaustin.com.